Welcome to the Leader's Edge podcast. I'm Zach Yule, content producer here at Leader's Edge. In this episode of Falling Into It, we chat with Slade Smith, an employee benefits specialist at Cobbs Allen. Smith attended both Auburn University and the University of Alabama, where he received a degree in leadership studies. The 33-year-old shares stories of the early days in his career playing as a professional baseball player and how he pivoted professions after an injury. Smith also shares his thoughts on what major trends the employee benefit space could see in the near future. Give it a listen. Slade, thank you for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So we're just going to jump right into it. As I understand it, you had an interesting first job outside of college. In 2012, you were drafted by the Detroit Tigers and were a pitcher for five seasons for several affiliate teams in the minor league baseball. What was the that what was that period like for you? Uh, are there any takeaways or experiences you had that changed the way you thought about the world and your pursuits? Yeah, so professional baseball, for it being my first job, isn't was an amazing experience. My entire life, I played baseball. I just had this giant passion for it and this love for it that, you know, early on I had a goal of playing professional baseball. I wanted to make the major leagues and um, and I just I just love the sport. And so. After my time at Auburn playing there and I had the opportunity to play professionally, I just jumped at it and I was so eager and excited. Um, and it was it was a really cool experience to say that I played baseball for a living and I got paid to do it. Now, it wasn't a lot to get paid, um, but it was just an incredible experience. And I was also fortunate that um, I was I got married early on um, in my pro career. Um, we had children, and I, my my wife and uh, daughters were able to travel with me um, to all the different baseball locations and all my games and everything. And that was just an incredible experience that my wife and I talk a lot about. Just so thankful that we had that. Sure. And what what were the uh, was it primarily minor league teams? What were the like minor league teams that you you played for? Yeah. So I got drafted by the Detroit Tigers. The Detroit Tigers are the major league affiliate. Um, and then as I started my minor league career, I started with the Connecticut Tigers and then moved up to low A, which was the West Michigan Whitecaps in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Right after that was high A, which was the Lakeland Flying Tigers down in Florida. It was just a really cool experience because my great uncle was an actual flying tiger, um, in World War II. He's a fighter pilot. So that was really cool. And then after high A is double A which was in Erie, Pennsylvania. Um, and then I, I was never fortunate to make it to AAA. I hurt my shoulder when I was in AA, and that's when I, I had to make a transition and, and uh, made a choice to kind of get a real job and start providing for my family. So, Wow, that's you, you really played hot scotch around the entire U.S., or at least the, the Midwest, South, and uh, the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, my, my wife, uh, so we – we live in Birmingham, which is nine hours away from Lakeland. So we went, we pack up our car. She's pregnant with our second child. We have a three-year-old at the time. We drive nine hours to Lakeland. We're there for a month. We drive 18 hours to Erie, Pennsylvania. I'm there for a month. I get demoted. We pack up the car, 
my wife's pregnant with a three-year-old drive 18 hours back down to lakeland wow. i'm there for a month i get promoted i have to fly to the next to the game she packs up the car pregnant with a three-year-old drives 18 hours back up to erie the day she gets there we get demoted again and we wow. turn right back around 18 hours back down to lakeland i'm there for a month i get promoted i fly she packs up the car drives 18 hours again we're there for a month, nine hours back to to Birmingham for the end of the season. So it 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 is a grind. Yeah, it sounds like she like she was a professional athlete too. Really knew that she loved me when she put up for the travel and all of the uh, back and forth with minor league baseball. Sure. Yeah. No. That's wow. So you and your wife played hopscotch around America. Um. So I guess I want to I want to dive a little bit more into your your backgrounds. Um. You said so. So you, you went to school um, in Auburn. Um, however, did you make the jump from uh, to performing as a professional athlete from Auburn, like when when you uh, when you were at Auburn? And then, as I understand it, you got your degree at Alabama, which is a whole other mess. But uh, is that right? So after my junior year at Auburn, I was fortunate to get drafted by the Tigers. Okay. And which is very common. Um, after your junior year, you have the, the option to, or if you're able, you can get drafted. Um, and so I forwent my senior season and uh, got out of college played professionally, but I never finished my degree. And so after five years with the Tigers, um, I still wanted my degree. I was trying to get a job and um, I got a job in medical cells uh, with Stryker. And um, part of it was I told them, hey, you know, I need this job, but at the same time, I'm still trying to finish my degree. And the University of Alabama has a really, really good online program that uh, Auburn did not have at the time. And so I uh, swallowed my pride and signed up for for Alabama, and I'm very fortunate for that program. So, <laughs> sure, sure, I know, I know. I'm just <laughs> a mess. I mean, you know, I, I know how how crazy uh, college uh, football and and, and uh, sports are. Uh, yeah, no, there. I'm I'm a giant Auburn <laughs> fan, um, and my kids give me a hard time because they know my degree came from Alabama. But I I tell them they were like, you went to Alabama? And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> I stayed at home on my computer. I didn't go there. I just got my degree online. So. There you go. That's really funny. Um, I guess so. Why uh, you said medical devices? Is that was that was your first like kind of post professional baseball uh, occupation? Why why uh, why medical sales? Yeah. So I had some good friends that were in it um, that had done it, and they told me, you know, after I was literally driving back from Lakeland. Um, after getting released by the Tigers, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what am I gonna do now? And um, I had to had some people tell me, it's like, you really need to look into medical cells. It's very competitive. It's fun. Um, you know, it's high intense uh, intensity. So I started networking and had a couple job offers and was able to kind of pick which company I wanted to work for. And um, and yeah, it was it was a blast. I mean, it was a, it's a great industry, a lot of fun. Um, and I was in medical sales for six years. So three years with Stryker and then three with a company called Nuvasive. Um, and I sold spinal implants to neurosurgeons and orthopedic spine surgeons. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a that's a jump. It was for sure. <clears throat> they they like ex-athletes. And so I was like, hey, I'll, I'll do that. You know, that sounds fun. Um, 
So since you're not on the field anymore, and on the field I mean literally on the baseball field, um, do you now look back with the knowledge uh, you hold now as a, a benefit in the benefit space uh, and think about what benefits or perks could have impacted or improved you and your fellow teammates' performances back then? I'm sure the benefits for athletes have changed since then. However, you said you got you got hurt, you you were injured in the shoulder. Is that is that right? Yeah, I hurt my shoulder. Um, and that's a great question because it's honestly, it's been a, a, a topic for minor league baseball for a while because um, that we actually just finished up a class action lawsuit with major league baseball because at the time minor league players were paid uh, under wage. And so, um, you know, and, and we didn't get paid during spring training or any additional um, training that we, that was mandatory, but we didn't get paid for. So, um which looking back, you know, now learning what I know in benefits world, compensation is a true benefit. And, you know, a lot of people think that that's something that you just deserve because you're working. And yes, like I do think that everybody needs to be compensated for their time and efforts and knowledge and expertise. Um, and so I, I've realized that that is a true benefit that um, we, you know, we didn't really get a whole lot in of, of minor league baseball, but really, you know, my first job out of college is professional baseball, and all I'm thinking about is baseball. I'm not thinking about my health insurance. I'm not thinking about other benefits. And even if I was thinking about it, I really didn't know a whole lot, whole lot about it. And so, um, so the, the if I could go back, I would. I wish I would have taken the time to fully understand what the Tigers were providing me and the resources that I had through them. But I, I just didn't take the time to take that in consideration then. Sure. I mean, you were just, you know, you left college to pursue something totally different. All right. So switching gears here, um, as I understand it, you are enrolled in the insurance professional school, which is run by the Council of Insurance Agents and Brokers. How has that structured learning environment been? It's been really, really good. Um, it is, I've made a lot of really good connections with passionate industry experts. Um, and coming in, I didn't have any insurance experience. And, and as, as a lot of the uh, the students in the class, you know, come into it as well. And so there's a giant learning curve in this industry. And I'm talking to peers and colleagues and mentors at my company. And, you know, they've been doing it 10, 15, 20 years, and they constantly talk about how they're still learning. And so there is a large learning curve that this class has been so um, good at shortening that learning curve for me. And I say the biggest benefit is, is that it provides me confidence, you know, just to be able to speak. Um, I am a producer. And so when I meet with um, potential clients or prospects, what I'm sharing and trying to win their trust in their business and the, the ability to work with them, having confidence in a topic where I'm just a year and a half in, having this class has given me more um, confidence to speak on it and to confidently walk into a meeting and kind of feel like I, I know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. No, that's that's very interesting. It's, it's always interesting to hear um, how that those those classes and those cohorts are. So you mentioned you're relatively new to the industry. Um, you know, you've joined the insurance industry uh, at an interesting time. You know, we're, we're on the tail end at the end, I should say, of the pandemic. You, you said you used to be a medical salesman. Uh, I assume that, you know, 
you would have to go to uh, meetings were very important. Face to face connections were very important. You know, that handshake, that physical handshake was very important. Now that we're on the tail ends uh, of, you know, again, the, the coronavirus pandemic, that it's subsided. Um, how has that impacted your uh, your job, your relationship with your clients, and how is that? You know, we have this whole hybrid work environments. Uh, has that impacted the way that you uh, you meet with uh, clients? Going back to like professional baseball, I was on the field all day, every day. Uh, if I wasn't playing, I was training, so I was in the gym. It's all I knew. Going into medical cells, I was in the OR all the time. So I was in surgery, helping the neurosurgeons and orthopedic spine surgeons walk through surgery. Um, and if I wasn't in OR, I was in their doctor's offices. And so those were really my only two perspectives of the the working world. And so coming out of that, I'm learning so much about every industry that's out there, all the jobs that are entailed in, in each industry, um, so many that are, you know, um, labor intensive, so many that are just straight up on the computer all the time. And so if there's one good thing I think came out of COVID is just the the need for flexibility and options, um, you know, allowing different uh, workforces to find a working setting that fits them. You know, some people um, working remotely is the best given their family circumstances um, or not having to travel to the office and things like that. But at the same time, I do see a a negative, a potentially negative side of that. And that is just, uh, you know, not going into the office might lower production a little bit. And because especially I'm a new producer, if I and I and I choose to come into the office every day, um, a big part of that is I have four kids at home. And so I don't know how productive I would be with all my four of my kids running around. But coming into the office, I have an opportunity to rely on my mentors and colleagues that have that have been around longer. So I, I'm able to join them in their meetings. I'm able to learn from them, ask them questions, interact with them. And I think that's very, very important. So but I think having options through COVID has been uh, vital and it differs between industry, you know, so um, it's. It's been a, a big uh, learning opportunity for me as I've come out of baseball and the OR learning that there's different needs and wants from different um, industries and, and companies. In your opinion, what are some important uh, trends that we can see in the employee benefits space in the uh, future? One of the biggest topics that I'm constantly learning about right now is pharmacy and how it applies to medical premiums and how well those partner together and the the education aspect of do employers realize how much pharmacy goes into their medical premiums every month and and vice versa but i uh i really think that what we're seeing now on pharmacy is just the tip of the iceberg um it's such a big topic already, and I think it's going to just continue to grow and grow and grow. And, um, you know, learning about self-funded groups versus fully insured. Self-funded is probably a little bit more aware of the correlation between pharmacy and medical. Um, but I would bet that a lot of fully insured groups don't realize that just because it's already encapsulated in their coverage. And so they don't take in consideration, hey, you know, these drugs that I'm uh, that I need or that I'm receiving, how that correlates into 
my next renewal and how I'm getting a premium increase and all of these drugs that I'm taking or my employees are taking is affecting that, um, especially throwing in the new weight loss drugs. Um, it's just the tip of the iceberg. And I think we're going to continue to see um, hopefully a more knowledge in that area and more uh, employee education around uh, how they correlate together. You know, it's it's not a secret that the insurance industry um, has a talent problem. Um, and I'd like to learn from you, what advice would you have for people that, like like fellow young people that are, you know, looking to make the move into a different industry and why maybe is insurance a good fit for them? Yeah, I am, um, you know, being fresh off the an industry change, I've asked myself that a lot. And um, this has been a decision that has extremely blessed my family with a better work-life balance for myself. Um, but at the same time, like I, I want to make a difference. And I think that's the biggest thing is that, um, if somebody's wanting to come into any job, but, you know, insurance in particular, like what, um, what's going to differentiate yourself? What, what, what are you going to do to truly make a difference? Because if, if, you're just wanting to come in and copy the next guy or do exactly what everybody else is doing, then there's not going to be any differences being made. And I think um, coming into a foundational industry that will never go away if the people aren't evolving with the industry and trying to make a difference, then um, I don't know how beneficial that'll be for somebody. And so, uh, you know, I, I try and, um, my, my drive, I try to be passionate um, and I try to provide good service. And I think if I'm passionate, truly passionate about who I'm interacting with, who I'm talking with, the help and service that I can provide, then I feel like I can make a difference. And I would tell anybody trying to come into it, like, what difference do you want to make and how are you going to try and make that difference? It's about the people you serve. It, it truly is about the people that you serve. And, um, and that's a big deal to me. So we're wrapping up now. Um... We're, we're, we're going to go all the way back full circle um, with your busy schedule. Uh, do you still find time to go out on the field? If not, uh, what other hobbies are you interested in? Or I, I bet you have a, you have a lot um, of, uh, spend a lot of time with your kids. I do. And that's honestly, that's my favorite hobby. Um, I've got four kids, two girls and two boys that are just beautiful. And they're the reason why I wake up and go to work. Um, and so anything that they want to do, I try and do. Um, I try to meet them where they're at, especially the girls. I'm I'm one of six boys. And so having two girls right off the bat, no pun, no pun intended there, um, <laughs> I, I quickly had to learn all the Disney princesses and, you know, just try and meet them where they're at. But now I have a six-year-old son who is getting into baseball and he loves okay. it. And with the choice to change industries into the insurance uh, world, it's provided me some flexibility. And so I've been able to coach his team and I have absolutely oh, wonderful. Lo I've loved that. Um, <laughs> my, the, one of the reasons I was able to play for so long was how my parents and particularly my dad handled me with my, um, my training and practice. And he never forced that upon me. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons why I was able to play so long because I wasn't burnt out and I'm, my goal is to just make it fun for my son and the kids on his team 
and if they want to come back the next day and they're excited to, then I've done my job as a coach. So um, it, it's been a blast. But other than that, I love to golf, fish, you know, all that, all that fun stuff. So definitely, I, I guess I gotta ask. Well, you, you said your six-year-old son, so not you're probably not pitching at that point. Still probably the parents <laughs> or, or t-ball. <laughs> it is. I'm I'm doing some coach pitching, um, yeah. which there's an art to that for sure. Um, but I'm I'm already going through some mechanic stuff with my son. You know, I just want to make sure he's fully aware of what he's doing. But he's he's so naturally talented already. Uh, there's not much I'm gonna have to do. So. Sure. Okay. I guess I gotta dive just a little bit more in. What What's the difference between a coach pitch and a? Uh... <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good question. So all right, so everybody starts out with tee ball. You know, the yeah. coach puts the ball on the tee. Everybody hits it. After that, before the kids start to pitch to the to the other team the dads or the coaches will will pitch to the kids. So they're learning, you know, hand-eye coordination. They're learning how to uh, time the, the the pitch and swing the bat and all that, which, um, you know, coming from professional baseball, you'd think, oh, this has got to be easy. But dealing with a lot of six-year-old boys, um, it's not so easy. So I try and, uh, you know, I, I get them to take a big practice swing and I try and aim right where they practice swing and try to, make it a little bit easier for them but it's it's so much fun and to see them excited to do it, it makes it all worthwhile i grew up playing baseball uh like little league um so it was it was always a fun time then uh when i was a teenager i was actually um umpiring which was definitely a different experience especially uh um be nice to umpires. <laughs> you're, hey, you're exact. That is one of the most thankless jobs. You get all the blame and zero credit. Yeah, yeah. And some dads versus others, they have a different way of uh, they see they just the way they see things uh, on the field. So. <laughs> uh, well, Slade, this has been a fantastic conversation. Thank you for joining me today. Zach, it's, it's truly been uh, great getting to know you and talk with you. I'm very appreciative of everything you and the um, the council are doing for, for our industry and, um, and everything. So, Awesome. Thank you. That was Slade Smith, Employee Benefits Specialist at Cobbs Allen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Falling Into It. You can hear more episodes and podcasts just like this on LeadersEdge.com, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Until next time, I'm Zach Yule. Have a good one.